New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Mampela Rampale, a citizen of the Republic of South Africa and author of Dreams, Betrayal, and Hope. I'm speaking with Dr. Rampela by remote connection. Welcome, Dr. Rampela, to the New Dimensions Cafe. I'd love to ask you, even though Apartheid was legally banished by the Constitution of 1994 in South Africa. Its effects actually continue to exist in the country. So what, in your opinion, is missed when South Africa became a democracy? What was missed, uh, Justin, is the impact of multi-generational trauma on both the oppressed and the oppressor. You cannot just bring people together as we did in 1994 in a political settlement and expect that we will just get along fine. It doesn't work that way. There were conversations about the need for healing. And so if you look at our constitution, it does commit us to a healing program to deal with the wounds of the past and a program to institutionalize the shared values of Ubuntu and programs to unleash the potential of every citizen through socioeconomic development. None of that has happened over the last 28 years. And the problems are now coming home to roost with a vengeance. The world has witnessed for two years, Zondo Commission sitting and listening to unbelievable impunity. But we also had violence breaking out in KZN in July of 2021. And up to today, nobody has been arrested. We have seen the floods in KZN where the failure of government to invest in infrastructure and to regulate where people live. People are living on riverbeds. So we are a society that is the poster child of the danger of political settlements that do not include socioeconomic transformation at its very foundations. So you're talking about it's more than just uh, policies. There is a traumatic um, psychological, emotional issue that needs to be addressed and needs to come into the light of day. Absolutely. I mean, it's like alcoholics. You can't say to an alcoholic, well, this is your last bottle. 
now get on and run this factory or whatever. Even last week or two weeks ago, there was a case at the University of Stellenbosch of a young white student urinating on the books and the property of a fellow black student. This is at a prime university, which tells you that the damage is not just to black people, but to white people. And the institutions like Stellenbosch, UCT, have not done adequate work of recognizing that the children they are getting, or the young people, the students who are coming into their property or into their campuses, are products of this very ugly history. And therefore, conversations should be held about how do we become a family, a family, a human family, which Desmond Tutu will call God's family. Because we all, we all are one. There are no races. It's a social construct. Color doesn't make you better or me better. Those questions have never been addressed in a systematic way in South Africa. And we are paying the price. I'm thinking the world looked at South Africa when it became a democracy and the end of apartheid, at least constitutionally. And there were all these gatherings called Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And we all thought, oh, that's solving the whole problem. Oh, they've figured it out. And and we were all, you know, applauding that. But what you're saying is, even in that case, it wasn't enough. You're absolutely correct. It's actually worse than that. Because when it was mooted, everybody thought, like you do, that, yeah, there will be a healing process. What actually happened is that the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was a bridge to give the apartheid securocrats who were refusing to sign on to the political settlement because they were afraid that there would be Nuremberg trials. And they wanted protection. And so the compromise was to say, okay, if you come and you confess your, your deeds and you tell everything, the truth about what you have done, then you will be given amnesty and then you are free. So it was a platform with good intentions, but was a political instrument which was thoroughly abused by the securocrats, because many of them went there and continued to lie and they got their amnesty. Others were lied so much that they didn't get amnesty. But then what happened? The ANC government refused to charge them because the agreement was those who don't go to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, those who don't tell the whole truth are liable to be prosecuted for their uh, human rights abuses. Tabombeki said no. So the whole charade of, uh, I mean, the, the truth and reconciliation became a charade where, you know, you go there, you say whatever, and the private sector, the corporate sector went there and pleaded uh, innocence that no, they were just really constrained because the government expected them. All not credible. Yeah. But 
there wasn't political will on the part of Mandela to push for harder uh, lives. And of course, Desmond Tutu died a disappointed man that after all the energy and the passion he put into it, the government did not follow through right. with each side of the bargain, which said that not only will those who didn't confess be prosecuted, but that there will be reparation and restitution, both symbolic and financial, for those who have been abused. Yeah. And it's, it's shameful yeah. that that process was not taken seriously. Dr. Urapella, you uh, mentioned briefly earlier the word Ubuntu. I'd love for you to tell us what is that concept and if it could be truly applied to culture and to society and to citizens, would that make a difference? Absolutely. Ubuntu is a philosophy that emerged out of the wisdom of our ancestors, our common ancestors in Africa, who realized that the only way the human species could survive because it is one of the few species that requires nurture for many years at the beginning of life and many years at the end of life. But also remember, they were in the midst of wild animals, very unsecure uh, environments. The only way they could survive was to remember that they are interconnected and interdependent. As long as they stay together, they work together, they are safer than trying to venture on your own out there. But that philosophy was disrupted by a colonial conquest. And so people were then told you are an individual. And of course, there is also the issue of imposing Christianity on people, including the sacrilege of giving people so-called Christian names. And so you separated people from the roots of their culture, from respect for the rituals, the customs, and the idioms of their languages. And so we now have in Africa, a lot of people who are rootless and young people who are born after 1994 in South Africa are kind of wanna be Americans, wanna be Europeans, wanna be, their roots are shaky. Our education system, instead of doing what all educators know across the globe that mother tongue education is essential as a foundation and as a signifier of the importance of language in shaping culture and shaping people. So we have a wonderful philosophy of Ubuntu, which now all over the world where the indigenous people, you'll find Ubuntu. Whether you go to Australia, you go to Canada, you go here in your beautiful country, there are indigenous people who live by Ubuntu. Because what, what is it? It is an affirmation of our interconnectedness, interdependence in the web of life. We are not surprised that we've got COVID. We are surprised that we've got climate change. We are surprised that we've got floods and fires. Our 
own undoing because we forgot the core of what it means to be human. Oh, beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I want to just thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today, Dr. Rampelli. Thank you, my dear. I've been speaking with Dr. Mampala Rampelli. She's a medical doctor and also holds a PhD in social anthropology. And she participates in many other organizations worldwide. She is the author of Dreams, Betrayal, and Hope. And to find out more about her work, go to mampellarampelli.com. And I'm going to spell her name slowly, M-A-M-P-H-E-L-A-R-A-M-P-H-E-L-E.com, mampellarampelli.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org, where you'll find over 1,700 programs in our archive. I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please, to join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.